0: Hi everyone and welcome back to Into the Void. I'm your host Ant and you join me today deep in the heart of the New Forest for episode number eight of my weekly show in which I share my personal reflections and musings um, with regard to life and all of the amazing (laughs) and sometimes uh, rather troubling things that that involves. Anyway, I hope you you guys are all doing well as always, and you're managing to thrive and give fullest to give the fullest expression to your true self during these rather strange and amazing times. Anyway, I just want to um, begin today's um, episode um, just with a consideration of a question, and it's something something that um, plays on my mind quite a lot, really um and it's something that um i find quite troubling certainly after the last three years with covid and that is why is it that most people avoid uh, any genuine self-inquiry or they avoid the path of self-inquiry and don't really seem to value truth or uh, pursuit of reality as well if you like and um, I'm just going to give my um, thoughts and considerations really as to why I, why I think it, it is such a minority how should we say uh, a, minor, a minority pursuit um, to pursue truth and, and real genuine sincere self inquiry as, as hard as that is I think first main thing really is that and this is something I've noticed from people in my own life from family and friends and acquaintances and just general uh, obs- observations really and that, that is that a lot of the big questions in life um, in terms of reality in terms of why we're here what we're doing on this planet what is the point of our existence? A lot of those questions, really, um, people don't give consideration to or of because they're seen as how should we say, almost superficial or almost um, sort of um, what's the word, the phrase I'm trying to think of, sort of secondary to to life itself. You know, about trying to earn a decent. Income, trying to find uh, a career that isn't too taxing, and you know, and dealing with all of the uh, various sort of um, commitments um, that people have. So, in the midst of all of that, and tending to our day-to-day concerns and duties, and all the rest of it, it can be seen as kind of like a, a bit of a pointless um, pursuit, and almost sort of um i know the kind of reaction that i've had from people in the past is well what gives you the right to think that you should be uh pursuing truth trying to understand the nature of reality um and i think that's sort of i think that's a um a kind of default defense mechanism from people trapped in a very narrow understanding or framework of existence otherwise known of of course as um uh everyday sort of uh, cons- perceived wisdom um received wisdom sorry <laughs> get the phrase right received wisdom and that's just um kind of like an understanding of lots of different issues that where there's a general uh, agreed upon um consensus and to go outside that as we've seen in the last three years during covid you you know you're a right-wing conspiracy theorist and, and the alarming thing of course is that that idea of received wisdom or that definition of received wisdom the definition is be, as the years go by and um, we live in more and more authoritarian times with all of this thought control that definition of what is received wisdom becomes narrower and narrower and narrower and narrower as what is a deemed to be acceptable thought is is narrowed down and of course i don't want to get into the discussion of why that's going on but i I'm sure you're all well aware of why that's um, going on. Anyway, just to extend my point in terms of how any sincere quest, uh, self-knowledge, self-inquiry to understand what we're doing here on, on on planet Earth beyond just accumulating material wealth and making ourselves comfortable. I think on a kind of level of everyday TikTok existence, it's also people would say, well, what personal gain or or benefit would I get from following such a path of genuine self-inquiry? Because as we know from our own experience, it's a very um, difficult path to follow if you're doing it sincerely. Very difficult. Uh, It causes a lot of pain, can can cause a lot of emotional suffering and kind of um, physical dislocation. We may land up you know moving to different places in the world or different places within our own country that we currently reside in we we may lose contact with people we've known either family and friends and um it is um it's not easy and that's why i bring you know bring myself back to what i made at the point i made at the beginning which was it is it is very much kind of like a minority a minority, um, a minority pursuit but the reason why um, I've raised this in this particular episode is from a very young age really I always had this question in my mind of you know the need to know well why is this happening, why do we do this, why do we go to school, why do Billions of people toil in jobs that they hate. Why? Why do people stay in loveless marriages and relationships? Why? Why do people bury their pain and their emotional trauma? Why? Why are our leaders so dishonest? Why is the economic financial system? Why is it so crooked? I mean, from quite a young age, um, I ans- I uh, I was seeking answers to those questions and um, I think it's also part of this need to know from my own perspective was and I think it's I mean this has been spoken about quite commonly by many people and I I think it's I I tend to agree that people who do um, attempt to view things in a different way and move outside of the mainstream understanding of the world they tend um, I think it's quite common like myself to have had quite a difficult upbringing so as, as, as much as I was looking for these answers to the question, you know, the need to know why the world outside is so messed up, so screwed up, so unfair, so unequal, and there's so much pain and suffering and exploitation, uh, at the same time I was looking for uh, an explanation as to my own internal pain and, and suffering. And I, and I think that that is, that is quite true. Um, really i think if if people have had uh, i don't mean to generalize but people have had quite a comfortable upbringing and they've managed to sort of uh how should we say bend and flex and mold themselves to to the norms within society they've they've got themselves a nice little career they've they've um you know they haven't found it too difficult to to do things like that uh, from a relatively uh, young age, then I think that impulse to question, that impulse towards a path of self-inquiry is buried far, far, far much more, it's buried much more easily, um, to be honest. And it, and you can just kind of ride, ride on the surface, um, ride on the surface of life. And as I've said before, quite a lot in my recent recordings when I've spoken about um, the path of the initiate or the path of the spiritual warrior, whatever you want to call it, the spiritual journey, it is it is quite a... Um, it can be quite a solitary journey, journey. It can be quite a lonely journey. I know there's all this ta- tra- talk of trying to find the others, trying to find our tribe, whatever, what, whatever that might look like. I must admit, I'm still, um, certainly after COVID as well, I'm still... Um, I'm still really. Um, I would say I'm not particularly se- successful. Not that it's um, a huge part of my particular quest at the moment, uh, but I am always suspicious of people when they say they have all of these friends and they know all the, they know all these people and they're all on a similar wavelength. I mean, I've never really found that to be my reality. Uh, that's because each of our paths, each of our journeys are 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 unique. I found it. Um, Path of self-inquiry as I've spoken about before quite a solitary um quite a solitary journey not that I'm antisocial and I really do enjoy the company of other people and I do enjoy getting to know other people but um that's just been my experience and, and I think again that's what really um what really puts people off um taking walking the path um of um sincere self-inquiry and just on this um, initial um, topic that I'm talking about something else that I've often had um, kind of thrown at me is you have too much time to think and I think for intelligent sensitive people such as myself um, from a young age that's often what that's often what will get thrown at us you know you have too much time to think about yourself and too much time to think about the world and the, the perverse thing is, and I often say this to people, when I am, uh, you know, nose to the grindstones, so to speak, working full time, and in my past that's meant doing jobs and tasks, onerous, really, onerous job, onerous tasks in, in jobs that I really haven't enjoyed. What actually happens when I don't have much time to think more things, more ideas and concepts? So quite often um, in jobs in the past, I've had like a, a little pad with me on, you know scribbling writing things down so actually the opposite is true when i have less time to think actually more things come to me and i think more deeply about the world and existence and and my place in it and other people's place in it so again that's another kind of defense mechanism that people um commonly i believe throw at people such as myself who who are um you know accused of maybe being a little bit a little bit um a little bit self indulgent so to speak anyway um i'm just going to kind of move on now and flesh this out a little bit in kind of give a little bit of an example by way of uh, drawing on my uh, covid memoirs as you know it's a feature that i regularly return to on my new weekly show into the void i can't believe we're 2 months in already it's really uh, it's quite amazing anyway um this week in terms of my covid memoirs I and pull it from my memory bank um in relationship to this in respect sorry of this idea of people who you know really are resistant to wake awakening and and, and to and to look at things anew or afresh. what really did shock me um during covid was um this sort of widespread adherence to authority figures be it government be it in the uk in the form of health authorities um, like the national health service and this sort of creation of um, the hive mind and then of course we had uh, the creation of um, mass uh, mass formation theory or mass um, formation psychosis i think it was richard desmet i might have got that wrong um the guy who formulated that theory or that idea which i fe- felt for the last 3 years very much did ring true and um i did a, an episode on that can't remember when it was about a couple of years ago so yeah and there was much conversation and discussion about that online because i think it it we we drew some comfort from that particular model of understanding because uh, it's it was it was really hard and um shocking to witness and as many p- people said it it was um during particularly during the first sort of year 18 months of covid that we were living in a sort of uh invasion of the body snatchers um type scenario it really was every time i, I went to bed i i, I sort of <laughs> thought right when i wake up in the morning there will be some semblance of society as i knew it before no and it never never happened so anyway, just back to, yeah, this this whole adherence to authority and and trust in the authorities, which, um, excuse me, there's some, some mosquitoes trying to attack me here in the forest. Um, perhaps for the likes of us who've been questioning things for many years and certainly things like the pharmaceutical industry and what their real modus operand, operandi is, covid came along and you know we did our own investigation we looked at the stats we looked at uh, eminent people who who were eminent doctors and eminent scientists who weren't sponsored by the world health organization or wef or national governments around the world or the national health service or all manner of um health-based quangos uh, and we we you know we came to um we came to our own conclusions now For those of us who've been questioning the nature of reality and and what constitutes truth, as I was just talking about at the start of this episode, that just comes naturally for us. And I think the reason why I'm mentioning this in this particular uh, section uh, of uh, my COVID memoirs this, this week is I underestimated the extent to which people do still trust the authorities. And we're talking, and I'm not talking about, you know, brain dead hicks i don't mean <laughs> with no modicum of intelligence i'm talking about people who have um you know uh, responsible jobs that run businesses um you know who who swallowed the lie and, and went along with the lie and believed that we were dealing with um a deadly infectious pandemic that which was killing uh, millions around the world and i think it was at the time and, um, what I continue to, um, forget is, um, what, um, um it really does take, um, a huge monumental shift in one's questioning or one's belief system, say here in the context of the UK, to question, well, maybe, you know, perhaps the uh, NHS who are pushing the, the jabs, the COVID jabs, as we know, and I, I've still got free letters, unopened letters inviting me for, to take part in the uh, medical um, test, shall we say and not get paid, unopened letters. But for, for people um, you know, who haven't already been schooled in so-called conspiracy theories or alternative explanations for historic events or things that everybody just takes for granted, you know like all vaccines are good therefore this new one must be. You know, for for your average British citizen to have, you know, gone from a position where they would never question the authorities to actually begin questioning um, the authorities is, is just, yeah, a monumental shift in thinking. And one of the reasons why I think most people didn't make that shift was because if if they had began to question COVID-19 and what they were being told, the truth of what they were being told through the mainstream media and the health authorities, as I've just been saying, then, it, then, it, then they'd have to look at everything else that they've been told throughout their history, throughout their life on this planet. And then, you know, they really are. Then things really are un- unravelling. So that's why I think, you know... Um, most people um, i have to say most people in in my sphere my friends my family my acquaintances people who i know through a few groups that i'm part of um i i didn't come across one person who 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 questioned what was going on which for me was quite shocking really um the only i only once met someone um i only once met someone during covid who was questioning uh, this guy i met um i was doing the southampton half marathon this was back in the autumn of 2021 and i got chatting to him after the race um in a pub and he's yeah he was calling it out and he wasn't coming from you know some crazy conspiracy perspective at all he was he was you know as the mainstream would have it he was just calling out in a very very rational un- unemotional way but yeah generally i was surrounded by people who were who were swallowing the lie and and i still do forget what it takes it takes um not only a monumental shift in thinking in terms of how one views the world but also it takes a lot of bravery to do that to really question because as i was saying just before in my first segment um that it does involve self-inquiry does involve um you know it's a very lonely challenging thing to do and to do it sincerely without falling into um spiritual bypassing and some of the more how should we say ungrounded black-pilled narratives in the whole truth or conspiracy world so that was yeah that was a great that was a a big shock for me, the power of mass uh, formation psychosis or mass formation theory or the hive mind or whatever you want to call it, to actually see it when we actually saw it in our everyday lives. And, you know, initially I was remember going to Tesco's and um, that was at the point, you know, in March 2020 when in the shops here in the UK, you literally, you had to walk around the one-way system so it was literally like sheep in a pen. And um, there were managers making sure, and I remember at some point, forgive me if I'd mentioned this for, before I might have done, but it's well worth repeating. <laughs> at one point, I deliberately walked backwards um, and ignored the one-way system. I had a few of the shoppers shouting at me, literally, uh, in Stockholm syndrome, <laughs> in a demonstration of Stockholm syndrome, of course loving their slavery and at one point it was just comical I had one of the uh managers in the local store here chasing me chase me chase me and I mean it was kind of like on the one hand it was comical but on the one one the other hand it was so disturbing because again as many people have said many commentators have said during the last three years there's a very small um, movement from what we were going to, from what we were experiencing through this adherence to authority and the hive mind and, you know, um, genocide and gulags. And, you know, uh, the whole, um, you know, one thinks of, you know, China and um, certain situations in the Second World War and and uh, Chairman Mao, uh, uh, sorry, and uh, the Khmer Rouge in Cambodia. And we were all well aware of these examples, but you know, there were points during COVID and um, where well, I was just, you know, saying to people, well, my um, friends and family, please don't, you know, don't share my vax status because I don't want a red X dawned on my front door. I mean, it was at certain times you might remember, it was getting, um, it was getting it was getting really 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 scary so on the one hand it was like this monty (laughs) python-esque absurdist kind of phenomena that was developing but at the same time it was really really disturbing and just to wrap up the kind of segment here point i'm trying to make is that i've always i've always thought of it as um just common sense to question things and it was very shocking and unpleasant to to witness how the vast vast majority of people who um just just went along with things and i'll just finish this point but of course there are you know quite a few people who um did chose not to share their points of view online who may well have had some sort of awakening and may well have begun to see things in a different way you know i haven't i haven't bore witness to their stories so you know I'm kind of speaking in in generalities here so of course as much as what I witnessed was a strong adherence to authority there will have been people who you know the scales fell from their eyes and they began to just see the nature of um, reality and perhaps that the NHS doesn't always um, have um, the residents or patients shall we say Uh, in their best interest when they follow and follow government protocol so as with any of these huge events that come along there is always that flip side there is always the good the the good that comes from it in that there will be people who have you know had um had an awakening experience if you want to put it in those in those terms or you know at least had had a bit of a had a bit of a shake-up so um, I'm just going to move on again uh, here and I want to pick up something as a controversial thing again related to COVID, forgive me, but a few analysts or commentators have spoken about something that I've witnessed in a few people that I know but mm, it's hard to know what's going on and there's this idea of or this concept of since the COVID shots have rolled out um There's been this concept or idea of rapid aging, and that people are uh, attributing that to um, the fake COVID vax. That they've people they know have really aged extremely quickly, and as I say, that's being blamed on the COVID shots. Now, I mean, my theory on this, I think. Perhaps it could be related to co- the COVID shots, but at the end of the day, each person how they relate, how they react to the the injections, it all it will depend on how many they've had, it will depend on whether they've had um, the, the placebo, it will depend on whether they've just had the normal um, annual um, flu shots, and it will depend on whatever their path is, whatever their you know their their trajectory is in life, whatever their sort of soul journey, their higher self trajectory is in life. Generally, it is impossible to know. But what I would say, the point I want to make is I think we are generally experiencing this kind of accelerated decline, and this is something I picked up before, in terms of the idea of uh entropy and this thing of every every everything reduces down to its you know its constituent parts i've um what i've noticed is that just with consumer items um and this could be because of designed obsolescence that's a part of it but i've just noticed how things are breaking things are failing whether it be made of wood or plastic or uh, other synthetic materials they just they don't they don't seem to be uh, maintaining their physical strength or integrity. So material matter is losing its physical integrity and as we know by extension, our bodies are made of physical matter. So I think with this acceleration that's going on um, with the energies on the planet, I think that could be partly responsible uh for this phenomena of um rapid um aging i mean from a sort of kind of like more of an esoteric kind of far out there perspective i also think that um excuse me it's people in this it's a nice day here on the south coast of the uk and it's holiday time so there's a lot more people a lot more people around anyway um i also think because this sort of as we know this reality that we're living in now is is completely unsustainable. I should say is no longer sustainable. And I think that's part, people who are very much lost in mainstream narratives, who want to uphold all of the norms. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. That's, that is That is their right to do that. But if they're very much closely attached to mainstream society and all of the norms, then I think the problem they're going to have is, I think, yes, it may well be that their bodies do decline a lot quicker than they would have done because the reality that they are inhabiting, you know, as some analysts are saying, um, is is going away, is, is no longer, is literally no longer, is no longer sustainable. As we know, you know, this kind of mainstream reality I'm talking about in the context of this insanity, the, the woke insanity, um, all of this, again, the mass psychosis that's going on. I think, yes, that could lead to, do, to. It, it's so intensified, it's so extreme that it could lead to, um, you know, uh, an accelerated physical decline. Just lastly on this point, yes, it could be that the COVID shots, um, are playing a part in that i honestly don't know as i as i've spoken about when i spoke about ayurveda and the three different body types it will largely depend uh on what kind of you know what kind of constitution you have what what sort of uh, body type you have what your immune system is how your body deals with chemicals how your body um deals with you know for foreign um entities coming into the body or oh, that's going off into a whole other realm that i don't want to get into right now but um you probably get the point um you probably get the point that i've um trying to make i mean i've noticed it with two or three people but then sometimes in terms of this rapid aging but then sometimes it's it can be that kind of thing because you because once you've seen it then you, then you kind of like you always see it sort of thing but I just wanted to bring it up in today's episode of Into the Void, because I think with all of these things, we shouldn't just dismiss it as being, you know, conspiracy nonsense or true for hogwash. It, you know, we need to properly um, investigate all of these strange phenomena that's going on. But there is definitely something going on in terms of, um, as I was saying a deterioration of the physical which would include of course our physical bodies there is this sort of um, increase in in deterioration kind of thing I'll just leave it like that I mean of course um, in future more things more things may well come come to light as we um, learn the long longer term uh, uh, impact of those who've taken the fact the fake vax. anyway let's move on now um i just want to um pick up something um that is a, an important dimension um of another regular feature i return to the truth for trap or truth for delusions which really draws on my experience uh of when i got into a very very dark place which they now call black pill they always come out with these weird phrases i would just say between 2006 as i said before 2010 i just where i couldn't see the wood for the trees and i just literally another a more objective way of looking at it like neil kramer describes it is shadow mapping (laughs) i like that i did four years of shadow mapping rather than you know my friends and family would say oh and he went a bit crazy and 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 you know my friends would say oh you're the conspiracy guy aren't you but it's literally where i felt like i was on this sort of quest and Every evening after work, I was on my computer because back, back back, then it was um, good old fashioned wind up desktop and broadband, wind up broadband. And actually, I have to say back then, because this was still during the era of early YouTube, YouTube videos, I believe, were only 10 to 15 minutes long. So actually, I was looking at, shall we say, a lot of reading a lot and actually looking at a lot of uh, websites, which seems to have gone out of fashion now because of the ease uh, of um, absorbing information through videos, whatever platform it might be, uh, YouTube or whatever it is, um, that's all kind of changed now. Whereas when I was doing the bulk of my sort of trufer conspiracy research, or when I was, how should I say, compelled to do that, it was predominantly looking at, websites and trying to find you know free pdf books which i would which i would read so it was much more of a kind of intense uh form of absorbing information whereas now i think it's just so easy to just look at a video so i think that's where we've moved to now of course and everyone's got it in their bloody pockets in the form of a smartphone anyway don't want to get into that too much of that right now So an aspect of the true for trap or true for for delusions that I want to talk about today in today's episode is what can happen is, I know it's true for me, so it must be true for other people because I'm a human being, (laughs) at least the last time I checked, Um, is becoming obsessed with these sort of uh, end of the world scenarios and constantly looking for signs of social, economic or political collapse. Now, I think this really is quite understandable, um, you know, when you're looking at how messed things are, how messed up things are and how much criminality there is in the world and how these so-called elites manipulate the world, that we can get, when we just focus on that, there is this sense in which it was true for me that anything has to be better than the current world, you know, that we were living in back then even if even if it means you know the almost a total breakdown of society so you know i have to admit that i was very much obsessed with end of the world scenarios and people who get stuck in that you, you can see when they post online they'll 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 post um flight data or they'll post information about a country saying right all, all the citizens should leave now, as if that points to imminent World War Free or there are other such examples, um, you know, like a country is testing their um, bomb shelters. Oh, that must mean, you know, that must mean that World War III is imminent. And I know, again, it's back to this whole thing, isn't it? When you're looking, when you're looking for it, um, like I was, when I was obsessed with these sort of end of the world, Um, scenarios often commonly that means sort of World War 3 and we've obviously seen this during the whole Ukraine Russia situation that people are putting out you know less than helpful information and it looks like World War 3 is um, just around the corner I don't believe that is obviously the case Uh, excuse me I think it's people in in the background hopefully won't affect the audio too much but also um, I know that for me when I was constantly fretting and um wanting this collapse to happen and constantly fretting about what i describe as you know the bigger picture um well if this is going to happen this means this like i was just saying if 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 you know you're constantly looking at strange flight data and uh it could be government officials are being you know they're, they're on a flight and they're being being moved out of the country's capital oh that means that war is imminent and i know this was um happening um just towards the end of the trump presidency when there were all these rumors that america was about to be these ridiculous rumors i know that i fell fell prey to some of these rumors at the time back in the sort of back in the run in the um run-up to the u.s presidential election in november 2020 there was these stories being put out there um i think it was on the by the likes of um is it mike adams on natural news that chinese troops were on the border in canada and they were about to <laughs> invade uh the united states and that uh, iran was going to be uh attacked and you all had these things of ro- rods of was it um i'm trying to think now this this um strange exotic rep- weaponry was going to be used rods of god or god rods i can't remember forgive me but anyway this idea you know again that life as we know it was about to be was about to end and everything was going to everything was going to was going to go was going to go to shit in a huge sort of um mushroom cloud and and militaries around the world were were, were mobilizing and um it, it that these can become as i was saying these can become quite compelling narratives when you are stressing and when you are obsessing about this constant this constant desire for things to improve in the world you don't you know you don't care if there is like a, a mad max scenario and again at the beginning of covid when we had these extreme lockdowns around much of the world not just here in the uk there part of me part of me part of me was wishing yeah oh, i hope it all goes to shit finally you know that'll wake people up and it is a bit of it is sort of like arrogance and hubris that you want it all to things to collapse so finally you know the stupid sheep will be able to get it and they'll know what 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 they're what they're what they're up against kind of thing and yeah i mean i did fall into that trap i have to admit but i did kind of sort of like um pull myself away so to speak as well but i do see when i occasionally visit social media i hardly ever check my facebook uh, page now just social media just seems to have absolutely no appeal, which is probably why uh, I'm not really managing to grow <laughs> grow my audience at all because I'm not actually you know putting myself out there and promoting myself. I'm never very good at promoting myself, but anyway, that's another point. If you go onto your social media feed, whatever it might be, you'll see people who endlessly, you know. Post stuff about um, strange f- flight logs. This means that must mean this. That must mean this, uh, and and other things that I've mentioned before. Uh, who you know when you get locked into this, this trap of wanting things to to go to shit, and and just really as an antidote to that, or as a kind of solution to that, is to just realize again the power that we have. The power that we have to change our own reality because. Another thing that I've I've found in the past, and I still find it, is when we're obsessed with um, the bigger picture, you know, a lot of these kind of truth for type narratives, we can neglect our own day-to-day lives. We can, you know, forget to pay the bills, forget to go to the dentist, forget to do all those boring things, forget to get the car service and then wonder why it breaks down forget to attend to all those day-to-day things which are just as much about walking the path are attending to those things because they're all about life and i know in the past i've um and i still on some occasions forget to attend to those uh, more mundane things when i'm um when i'm not when i'm not walking um in balance so to speak so i just want to f- um finish today's episode of into the world into the void um just some final words actually um in terms of a film or a movie recommendation if you prefer so i've never never seen this film before i have never heard of it um a film called the game starring michael douglas and sean penn and it's an absolutely um fantastic fantastic um investigation into into you know what i've been talking about the nature of reality and uh, an exploration of different models of reality and the fact that life may well just be a game and that we are we are standing in a in a in a, a hollow deck much you know much like um the film avatar fit uh, the, the same kind of theme that was explored in that I don't want to talk about it too much. Obviously I don't want to in- spoil your enjoyment of it, but it's yeah, it's one of those films that is, you know, right up there with The Truman Show and and um The Matrix. Uh, of course it really is an a superb film. And um yeah. So go so go and check that out if you haven't. And if you're the type of person like me who constantly kind of sort of obsesses about um the nature of reality and and our role and manifestation and, and how we can step into our empowerment as um, individual human beings uh are, are on on this planet in, in spite of all the madness in spite of all the craziness it really will i think you know when i was watching it the other evening because i actually did the old-fashioned thing i actually um i actually brought a dvd there you go everyone's getting and get getting rid of their dvds and i'm and i'm buying my on um, mine on music magpie because um unlike amazon they don't charge you a ridiculous amount of postage postage is free there you go little recommendation for music magpie uh if you're based in the uk anyway i'm not sure if they operate in any other countries but yeah it's, it's the kind of movie kind of film that you'll watch and go oh my god you have some real kind of um quite deep um um epiphanies and and realizations and also aside from you know all of the deeper meta- metaphysical musings it's just a great movie you know like the matrix like the truman show on a kind of sort of every day-to-day level um if you just want to watch a film um sort of like to be entertained above anything else and sometimes that's that really does um you know when we like to kick back and just switch off it, it works on that level Uh, as well anyway yeah check it out uh the the game uh, starring michael douglas and sean penn so um yeah i think i'll leave it there uh it's been a nice little uh exploration as always what's uh, some of my thoughts and musings what's been on my mind this week so thank you all for tuning in as always and uh and uh yeah and listening to me and my thoughts as i was just saying and um yeah uh please do tune in again um next week so um have a, have a great, great week and I'll speak to you all again very soon. Bye for now.